Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Soul Survivor Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Bird, along with my co-hosts, Jordan Heffler and Ryan Winthrop. Come on in, guys. I have a fortune cookie to read. (laughs) Adam, this is not an immunity idol. I'm very sorry. All right, so what an insane, insane episode. We're recapping episode nine, crazy hour of TV. Craziness. Craziness all around. We're going to see that Adam moment go down as a top, you know, in terms of just raw entertainment, top 15, top 20 moment of Survivor, just him trying to yank the thing off the uh, podium. And Jeff's like, dude, this is not an idol. Uh, crazy episode, though. Crazy. Yeah, we but- knew going into that scene that uh, that was going to be a top Survivor moment, whether or not he found the idol. It was going to either be embarrassing for him and funny to look back on or perhaps one of one of the biggest moves ever that that could have been my favorite move ever if it worked out for him yeah yeah i don't even know what was like going through my mind like part part of me was like part of me was like i wanted to be an idol because how crazy would that be if he if that was how an idol was found and now so he saved himself and then there was the part of me that would be like oh my god wouldn't it be hilarious for it not to be an idol and him just be like completely embarrassed in front of everybody like both both outcomes were amazing, and that's the reason why it was such a big storyline, honestly. Yeah, I mean, Adam brought this up after the episode ended where he goes to Edge of Extinction and he says, like, because I thought it was an idol, I thought I had more room to play hard. And I don't think he was completely off on it because it looked like Denise's idol. It would make sense for Winners at War to do this right in front of everybody. So he wasn't completely off, but he definitely was going for the fences here, and it did not pay off, but it paid off for us, the audience. Yeah, and we'll get we'll get to that a lot more later. Um, but like always, we're gonna go in chronological order here for the episode. And the episode starts out where Nick and Michelle are left out of the vote and wanted revenge. Now, n- now a lot of people thought that last episode Michelle might have knew about the Wendell vote, but wanted to maybe not write his name down so she could try and get a fire token. Um, but she was truly left out of the vote. Her and Nick, and Nick was extremely angry. Yeah, and it's tough because. I don't want to read too much into the edits or confessionals, Dylan, because I think the edit can throw us either way. This could mean that, you know, Michelle being left out of the vote is an eventual cue that she's going to eventually move past this and become a great player and maybe take it all. Or this is going to be Michelle being a losing second or third place finisher and she just never was on the right side of the vote. So I think it's kind of cool with how crazy the edit's been this season that we see Michelle come back to camp and we see she's out of the vote. Does that mean she's going to move past this? Or does it mean that it's setting her up to be, this was your story the whole season. You tried to change your game from the first time and you're going to end up in second or third. So I'm really curious to see how it's going to play out. I agree with you. And talking about Nick, because he was the other person left out of that, uh, of that blind side. When we see the camp after a big vote out, usually it's a, it's pretty cringe seeing a player be, be really butthurt about being left out and, kind of sulking and being really upset about everybody about with everybody. Nick though, I was expecting him to be really upset and really cringeworthy, but I was really happy to see that it kind of just made him want to play harder. It made him want to be more dirty. And as a fan, that's how I that's what I want to that's what I want to see. I want to see him be I want to see him be able to draw blood and be and play a lot dirtier, kind of taking away from Wendell. So yeah, really cool to see him get a little hungry. Yeah, and I thought this was actually, well, first of all, great for Nick. Um, I love the way he played this episode. And I also want to say that I think Michelle did have a very good episode, especially coming back from what she what happened last week. So we'll get to that very soon. Um, and then there, 
there had there's the immediate foreshadowing um the immediate foreshadowing early in the episode where you have adam who thinks he realizes that there may be an idol hidden in plain sight at tribal council now i know that this is something that was brought up because i don't know if anybody remembers but we have a comment here um from colin didn't probes tease at the tribal tour that there could be advantages hidden at the voting booth he did actually in the documentary, which was like basically showing all the years through Survivor. He may have thrown, I forgot exactly what the line was, but he did throw something in there. Anyway, Adam thinks that the floor day Lee, is that what it is? Is that how it was pronounced? I think that's what I, I tried to write it down as he was saying it. I think it was called the floor de Lise. Um, the floor like de Lise. Yeah, he thought that that was, that was an idol that could be taken out. Clearly it wasn't, um, but it definitely set a nice storyline for the episode, especially at the beginning. Yeah, I mean, I think like you, like um, Colin said in the chat, I think Jeff knew this moment was going to make the air, and he's like, I, I got to tease this up somehow. And I do think it still could have gone either way, where Jeff teased it because it was going to be a real idol, or he teased it like, no, someone's going to think it's a real idol, and we're going to see a spectacular TV moment. Um, again, I said this back when we started a couple minutes ago, but I don't think Adam was completely off base. If it was just a random shell pasted right there, I would say he's going way too hard and he's desperate but it looked like denise's idol he knows jeff would do something like this i mean it only was a few seasons ago they started hiding idols at challenges so it's not too far-fetched and i gave him room to play less cagey and more aggressive but i think the vote flipped on him in that last moment because he was playing too aggressive and unfortunately it wasn't an idol yeah i mean it was it was, I, I don't I've never really felt that way during a tribal. Like I felt that way during a trial, but that was just like, I had no idea what was going to happen. And then you kind of got the idea that it was going to be Adam and you were just like, is this about to be an all time move? Or is this about to be like an all time laugh? That's basically how I felt. Um, and then we head out to edge of extinction here um, where Parvati and Danny figured out the clue, which was extremely broad. No one else figured it out. And I believe it was Parv the one that figured out that it was a, clue from maybe something that happened in a prior season i thought that that was incredible like i would have never i would have never have thought like oh season 38 this is what happens like i first of all season 38 was not that memorable of the season no offense to anybody uh who's on that season but especially the edge of extinction part like edge of extinction is a lot more memorable this season but that season it was mainly just like a few challenges like once every few episodes and people just like suffering so i'm shocked that poverty even had that kind of recall yeah, I mean, well, I mean, you could also say that they were they did film like probably what three three or four months after, so it wasn't that far in advance, but still. Yeah, I mean, it definitely was a good read by Parvati. Parvati's always been great with clues and finding idols. Back in her original season of uh, Heroes, for, I mean, she was back in Cook Islands, but in Heroes versus Villain, she found a couple idols with clues. So I'm not too shocked she figured it out, but it was a really niche reference. And um, then we see her do something kind of uh, crazy with it. Uh, she basically finds it with Danny. And it's a 50-50 coin, which we'll delve into in a second. But basically, she says, do I share this with the rest of the people on Extinction or do I keep it for myself? And in the end, we see her tell everybody about it. I did not like that. At first, I thought it was just going to be that she shared the fact that they found it. But she's going to share the reward with them. What do you guys think about that? I think that's really stupid. Okay, here's what I'm, I texted you guys and I said, the, the old school poverty would never, would never do this. Nope. But you know what? In weird hindsight, I guess it kind of makes sense. I mean, poverty's probably looking at her competition like Rob on the edge and Natalie and Ethan. And maybe poverty thinks in her mind, 
I'm likely not going to get back in. And even if I can get back in, I'd rather have the fuel anyway. I don't think it's as terrible of a move as we might think it is at first, but like I still would have liked her to be a little bit more, you know, blood hungry for it and just say, I'm going to keep it for myself with Danny. But, um, so what are the positives of sharing it? Positive. Well, definitely her wanting it to use for food. I think we need to break this down into two different things, her using it for food and then her sharing. It I have with no problem with that. I have no her. problem with her using it for food. Okay. What's sharing with others. Yeah. Okay. I, this might be a little bit, tinfoil hat theory but i feel like what if she is going to do this because she doesn't want to get caught in a lie like tyson got the jar of peanut butter they clearly all knew about it you probably can smell the peanut butter on tyson's breath like 10 miles down the beach if she doesn't tell everybody else and she buys food and i feel like they catch on to that maybe when they hunt for idols next time they won't bring her along with them maybe she's just trying to curry some favor parvati's good at challenges anyway she might need the fuel to get back in the game that may not need an advantage Again, I don't love the movie either, Jordan, but I don't know if it's as bad as we might think initially. So let me ask you this. we Last time when Tyson bought the peanut butter, it only cost him one token. Is she going to use one token to buy everyone a jar of peanut butter or something, and then she and then she and Danny will keep the other three? I think it's possible. I mean, Colin also says in the chat they should have sold it for three instead of four. Um, I mean, granted, it ended up working because Michelle will buy it with all her tokens, as we'll see. Um it's going to depend on how much things cost at the edge. If the price of peanut butter is still one token, yeah, then Parvati could use that, share the peanut butter with everybody, but then use her other tokens for something else. Or maybe the price of peanut butter went up. We don't really know. Yeah. Well, in terms of the Parvati move to tell everyone, I was kind of indifferent because I don't envision her coming back anyway. So I was like, all right, look, if she gets her tokens, she gets her tokens and like people, people are going to know about it. But like in the end, like one person is going to end up winning that challenge and coming back. So I don't, I don't know if she, I, I don't see one way or the other too, uh, too much. Like in, in the end, they are on edge right now and there is one person coming back. But so I didn't read too much into that. Now, in terms of selling it for three tokens instead of four, I disagree. I, I, I'm huge on selling it for four and trying to get as much as you could. Now, obviously it could have backfired on them, but let's talk about Michelle's decision to spend all of the fire tokens she had in order to buy that uh, technically, it, it is a coin toss, 50-50. So what do you guys think of that? It, it's interesting. I mean, this is the first time we're seeing it, so I'm going to need to see how it's going to play out. I mean, I feel like it's a pretty strong advantage. I don't. I think the question is, is it worth four whole tokens? It's, it's definitely worth one. It's definitely worth two. The question is, is it worth three or four? Because let's just say Michelle went into that tribal tonight. It ended up being between either Nick or Adam, maybe Sarah. Let's say Michelle caught wind of the split vote plan and she's like, it's going to be either me or Nick tonight. I don't know. Hey, no, for two or three tokens, I bought a flip a coin. Oh, look, I'm safe. That's it. You guys can't vote me out. I think it's a really strong advantage. Granted, it's all luck, but I think it's really strong. I think the question is, is it worth four? I feel like in this game, it might be worth four, actually. Do we know how much it costs to buy an idol? Uh, I need to go back and look at the um, the menu uh that we saw at the merge it might be a little bit more expensive i'm not totally sure yeah i'm not positive about that either but i'm extremely in favor of michelle using all of her tokens mm -hmm. on this now the real re now there's a couple of reasons here reason number one is you don't know when your future opportunities are going to be to use the fire tokens and what they what else what other opportunities there are going to be to buy advantages so i think that you have to jump if you get a decent opportunity you got to jump on it right away and she's had a good track record of having people give her tokens. So I think that's definitely a major part of it. She figures, well, 
okay, maybe I could have some people give it to me if they get voted out and they're and they, you know, and they like me enough to give me tokens. And if I win an immunity challenge or two, I'll get a few tokens that way. So I think that it was a good move. She could easily get tokens back later. And this I know it's only I know it's only a 50-50 chance, but if she does land on safe, then it's huge for her. No, I completely I agree. agree. Yeah, go go, Jordan. I was gonna say I only like it if the cost of an idol is eight fire tokens because then the expected value is the same. I probably would have turned it down otherwise if a, if the cost of a real idol was six or seven. See, but I think Dylan has a point though because the fact that you can get more tokens after the merge, like tokens are a lot more common after the merge, whether people give it to you or you win it in a challenge. I feel like Michelle can earn those back pretty quick considering how much social capital she has in the game. I mean, we saw Adam give his token to Denise. Granted, Denise even said last week, I don't know if I trust Adam, but Denise's social game is so great that she'll get the token anyway. Michelle could also get those tokens again. So I feel like if I feel like if Nick goes out tonight, he gives it to Michelle most likely. So then she has another token. Then she wins immunity next week and she has two tokens and she's back in it. So I think Dylan's right that I feel unless an, an idol wasn't that expensive, I feel like a 50-50 coin toss to be safe guaranteed is a pretty good price for it. Can our people in the chat look that up for us, please? We'll see if we can get the fact checkers um, doing it that quick. Like but the menu if not, we can look into it after the podcast and report mm -hmm. that. Yeah, it's like, it's a, yeah, I mean, we should, I, after this podcast, one of us will check and we'll tweet it out, the real menu, because I know that there were definitely people on social media who did zoom in on the TV for that one last week. Mm -hmm. um, but just, just to move on, now, so many, so many, like, interesting and huge moves this episode, it seemed, and one of them was something that it seemed like Sarah did not mean to be a move. Maybe she did, even though she said she didn't. Um, Sarah giving away her reward to Nick for his birthday. Such a simple, seems like kind move that, of course, in all winter season is going to be taking a strategy no matter what your intention is. Listen, this is classic Survivor. No matter how good a favor is, it means nothing. People don't owe you a thing in the game. Granted, you're looking to build your social capital. I totally get that. But we, like Jeremy said, he himself gave up a reward and was voted out that night or the next night. So favors don't do you anything. We can look back to Survivor Fiji, the whole famous thing where Yao Man says to Dreams, I'll give you the truck. I know you need the truck. And then Dreams votes him out. So like favors don't mean anything for you. There's very few times where a favor will eventually lead you to get that social capital and it'll be repaid. And because the biggest thing that we see from this, guys, is that Sarah didn't mean for it to be social. Sarah truly meant for it to be like a personal, like, nice thing but the fact is that perception is reality and if everybody perceives it as game it's game it doesn't matter what it is so i feel like it was a very risky move for her so i'm glad she's not gone tonight but it could have blown up i think ryan i agree with you as soon as i saw that scene i i remembered the exchange between yao man and dream so we're on the same page there but yeah i think that's very stupid i i think if she was if she was doing it out of the purpose of strategy to try to be in good standing with nick for whatever reason I have no problem with that, but out of the goodness of your heart, what are you doing? You're, you're playing Survivor. You're not trying to make friends out here. And in a game, in a season where it's for $2 million, and like, yeah, she may have, and like, Tony, and the, by the way, that was, that was so unlike Sarah. And like, I know we've heard, we've heard the stories about how, like, how, what a nice person Sarah is, like, outside the game. Um, and I'm sure that, I'm sure that's true. Like, obviously, we haven't met her personally, but I'm sure that's true. But like, she, like Sarah's like always so game focused. Like every time we see her on the camera, she's always so focused on the game. Everything's about moves. And then all of a sudden she makes a, a great gesture, great, like really kind to Nick just for his birthday. And maybe look, 
maybe she just had a moment where she just like felt bad and wanted to give him it. Um, but as Tony said to her, Tony's like, Sarah, like, what are you doing? Like, you got to Like, you got to keep your head in the game at all times, especially in all winter season for $2 million. Like, you can't let your mind slip. You can't be a nice person sometimes, even if you want to be. Yeah. And I think that even if we finish the season and Sarah says, okay, guys, I didn't say it to the cameras, but there actually was some strategy to it. I feel like it's still too risky of a move because everybody did perceive it as strategy and her name got brought up because of that. So Tony was right on the money. Like you, you have to figure out when is the right time to make those social moves in this game and giving up a reward for a favor is never going to be seen as a personal friendly move ever. My biggest takeaway about Sarah from this episode, by the way, I really like the, uh, the toothpick that she chews on at camp in during the challenges. Oh, come Did on. Do you guys notice that? It's Wendell. Wendell. It's Wendell's toothpick. Wendell's toothpick. <laughs> Wendell's toothpick. <laughs> they, I mentioned it when he did it too. I love the toothpick. I, I'm a huge fan. Now, the thing is, if you have a toothpick, are you more likely to win? Is a toothpick the key to winning this uh, game? <laughs> we'll find out. We'll find out, yeah. All right. So I'm going to be on Survivor 48. I'm going to bring a toothpick, and you'll see it in every shot I'm in. <laughs> uh-huh. And now we have a classic immunity challenge. And before Ryan can get to it, I will say that I just, I w- I've been rewatching season 28 a little bit while I'm quarantined here. And that challenge was played in season 28. Wu beat Tony in a nail biter challenge um, during that one. Definitely. And this is, I, I love this challenge because it's like extremely hard. Then it gets even harder. And then the, once you reach the top, it's like five people get off, five people jump off at the same time the same thing happened in Kageon. it's so weird i i pegged i mean kim is really athletic so i knew kim could do well but i pegged denise to win this because i feel like in this balance challenge if you have a lower center of mass and you can get lower and you're smaller you're going to naturally do better but she was out pretty early which was surprising um but no but kim's did really well Wu won the first time but dylan if you looked at his feet he was wearing like those athletic like toe-shaped shoes which i feel like really helped him in that challenge but no kim just raw Pulled it out, did an amazing job. Thought Tyson could have done well. He didn't pull it out. It was Ben did pretty good. I was shocked Ben was in the final two in that. Ryan, I like that point you just made. When I go on Survivor, there's I'm a hundred percent wearing those web toed shoes, whatever you just called them, the ones that are molded in the shape of the foot. That's the that is the key to winning in challenges. I love that point. I'm shocked it's allowed. It, it gives you grip. I, I don't know why that should be allowed if everyone doesn't have it and you have it. You can do whatever. I, I guess it's worse if you're just walking around camp and walking through the forest and everything. I'm sure sneakers would be better for that. So definitely two sides of the coin there. Ah, wordplay. Nice. Yeah, I want to I I give myself credit because last week I picked Denise to win the, the poll challenge. And then this week I picked Kim to win this challenge. So two for two on uh, individual immunity challenges. And, and before we move on, let's see. We, we missed the biggest takeaway from this challenge. Which was? The, the music. Um, yes, what do we think, no, what do we think no, about the music? We don't we, we don't like the music. We don't want to hear Sia saying you better be ready every single time. Is that, Sia? Is that confirmed Sia? It's Sia it's Sia songs, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean listen, Sia's giving out the fan favorite award at all the finales nowadays. It's obviously Sia, Sia song. <laughs> Wait, what are you calling her? What? What are you calling her? She gives out the like that fan favorite that award. A, you said you said it's Sia song. You said it's Sia song. He said, it's she, he said it's Sia's. He said it's Sia's song. Sia sung that song. It's her song. Oh, you're saying yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I love the music though. I'm all no, in. And now that I know, no. now that I know it's Sia, I love it. 
no, no, no. I didn't like this week's song, but I liked last week's um, when Rob and Tyson, I liked, that was like perfect placement. This was just like weirdly in the middle. And I was like, I don't know what's it's going on. It's the same on. song. It's, it's like, you better be ready. It's the same song, but it's like a different part. Uh, I but, I don't think Survivor needs the pop music. We, we need the, tri- the tribal sounds. We don't need the pop music. But anyway, this immunity challenge leads me into another point I want to make that finally we had a great Kim episode. Yeah, Kim is visible. I think I mentioned this last night when we talked to Russell, but I feel that some former survivors say as long as you, unless you are involved in a major storyline or unless you're making a big move, you're probably going to fall behind in the edit, which is what happened to Kim, but she won a challenge and now she's positioned well. So I think Kim is going to really go far from here because she won the challenge. And I think also because she's positioned well, we also can't forget to mention Jeremy was the star of that challenge with him flailing and making the sound effects like, and this is why I think we always talk about guys how Jeremy never is like seen as a threat, even though he is clearly a big threat. His social game is just so on point. He's so funny. He's so likable. He's so easy to get along with. And we see that in the challenge. He doesn't need to be flailing around and screaming, but he's making it fun for everybody. Yeah. For Hold sure. on. I want to acknowledge the comments. First of all, Ryan, were you saying Sia apostrophe S song oh or, or Sia S U N G? <laughs> it is a song that Sia wrote and using grammar, Sia sung that song. It- using grammar is Sia sang the song. <laughs> um, but also Colin saying that Probe said in an interview that it was with someone who performed with Elton John. He doesn't think it was Sia. Yeah, I don't know. Another thing. So everyone has to remind us on Twitter to look up not only the uh, immune, the, the, fire token menu but also the the soundtrack of survivor now so we have two things we have to look up um but in my opinion um i thought kim was playing a kim was playing like a non-existent tony game in a way so she had an idol but i felt like she didn't have the relationships and she wasn't maybe that maybe that tony did and she wasn't shown in the edit like tony was so in my opinion that's showing that maybe she she was a little bit lower down on the totem pole i don't know but now it looks like she's back um she's she obviously she still has the idol and if you saw the preview for next week it looked like she's possibly going to be in the right in the middle of some big decision making just like she was at after uh the immunity challenge this week yeah no kim is back and i am here for it and also tony had another great night tonight he goes into commercial break saying me to get rid of these hyenas and what happens the vote is going to be between one of the hyenas self-proclaimed hyenas of nick or adam and, and I, I thought at first, Dylan and I were texting during the show, and he, Dylan said, oh, no, does this mean I'm worried for Tony? I don't know if I should be worried. But I think we saw that Tony was clearly the one who was saying we need to get out these hyenas, and this is what happened. So not only is Tony doing great strategically here, but I'm going to keep saying it until it happens. We are 11 votes in, and Tony does not have a single vote yet. In- incredible. Was his name brought up at all? I know that like no, everyone's no. name is pretty awesome. The only time Tony's name was brought up is I think uh, either it was Ben or Tyson said to him, oh, whatever person wants you gone. And then Tony was like me. And it was like a two second thing. And then that was it. It was not not anything again. It was like in that edited scene where like 10 people's name got thrown out at once. So like, I don't really think it was anything, obviously. But I just want to recap before we get completely into what was chaos. I want to recap the sequence of events that happens in order. So first... 
the plan that you saw Kim driving was to eat, was to make it a quote unquote easy vote, which never is in this season. And either split between Nick and Adam or Nick and Michelle. Um, and then slow. And then quickly it changes where Nick says, you know what? I'm going to, I got to play. I got to pl- start playing the game. He says to Tyson and I believe, yeah, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan. I believe that he said, Sophie's throwing your name out. He said that to Tyson, he's like, Sophie's throwing your name out. And then Tyson's like, really Sophie. And then they go and there's the group talking um, where they were, wherever they were sitting. It was like Tyson. um, I believe it was Tyson, Nick, Jeremy and Tony. And they were like, Oh, and Adam, of course. And they said, Sophie or Sarah, what would you prefer Adam? And Adam's like a hundred percent Sarah. And then all out like chaos just ensues. And then Tyson's like, I want to give Tyson credit here because Tyson goes, all right, Adam's trying to throw everybody's name out every single week. And this is the perfect excuse to finally get out Adam. And from there, just complete chaos happens. Yeah, I'm definitely going to go back tomorrow or this weekend and rewatch that scene. I, I had to really see what was happening and who was talking to who. But I think you have the sequence of events right. The split vote plan is what we first see. Going to likely be either Adam or Nick or Nick and Michelle, people who are left out of the votes or they're outside of the big group. And I think this is right. The strategy here is that if you guys can stay loyal, you have to split the votes here out of fear of an idol. If you don't split the votes, you're going to have what happened to you with Savage and Wentworth back in Cambodia. So this is the right move if it works, but obviously it's never that simple. And then we see Nick, because he feels so disgruntled of being out of the votes, goes to Tyson on that bench and says, you know what? It's going to be Sarah. I don't care if she gave me the reward. It's got to be Sarah. And then we see... You know, Adam be presented with either Sarah or Sophie, and then he says it should be Sarah, which, I mean, granted, I feel like they should be seeing how great Sophie's playing, you know, socially, strategically, and physically as well. Um, But no, I mean, Sarah obviously comes into the season with a great reputation because she's such a dominant, aggressive winner. So Adam wants to go for her. And then, like you said, all chaos breaks loose. We see, you know, Ben and Adam getting into it. Side note, the Ben and Adam rivalry is one of the best parts of the season, for sure. Amazing. Yeah, I love so like Ben and Adam compared it perfectly. He's like Ben is acting a lot more like Boston Rob than he would ever admit, and that's a hundred percent true. I was thinking to myself before Adam even said that, like he's pulling a Rob right now. Like he's just like making him like he's trying to force any force that answer out of Adam and giving him no ways around it. And yeah, I mean, I think the main thing here is that Adam's edit the entire season has been just like cause he he's just the one that causes chaos. He's I want to say overplaying. Um, a lot of these, and that's why he's been on the bottom. He's just, he's playing so, so hard. And it was just like, all right, before he burns one of us completely, let's get him out. Like as before this game gets even tougher. I do feel a little bad though. I mean, if you guys remember in the premiere, we see Selly go to tribal council and Adam's trying to like put his torch in the hole and he can't find out where the hole is. Mm-hmm. And then like Adam, now he goes out trying to pull the thing off the uh, podium I kind of feel bad. I feel like Adam kind of got the Dodo edit the whole season, which I mean, I'm not the biggest Adam fan in the world, but I do feel bad if you're a winner and that's, you know, how you're being seen. But I mean, Dylan, you're right. Adam just sometimes around camp is trying to talk to Ben and it's, he's not doing a very good job of it. Ben asks him point blank, you know, who did you vote for? Not who did you vote for? He says like, who was throwing my name out with Sarah and Adam just kind of give him an answer. Granted, I feel like Adam was in a tough spot because if he lies and says, oh, it was Tyson, Ben's going to run right back to Tyson. So he was like, damned if he did, damned if he don't. But Ben didn't handle that well either. I think the Boston Rob comparison is actually scarily spot on. Yeah. And and then, I'm not buying that that much. Well, I'm I just think saying, that. I'm, I'm saying specifically for, the, specifically for this scene. 
like I think that's a narrative they're trying to push that Boston Rob is this big bully, but I think that like Ben isn't playing a Boston Rob S game at all. It was just really no. that one conversation. Was that one conversation. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. Like I I guess if you consider someone who's trying to talk like it, it just parallels that one scene where Boston Rob was trying to talk to Adam and Adam refused to say anything. Um, like Ben, Ben was just trying to have a conversation with Adam and call him out for talking about him, which is not something that's unheard of in the world of Survivor. And Adam just looked shell shocked because he couldn't think of a lie quickly enough. So I mean, Ben just got short tempered with him. I don't, I don't think that's more of a, I don't think that's a Boston Rob archetype. I just think that's more of Adam being himself and having that kind of character profile throughout the season. Yeah, I don't think it's an archetype. I feel like it's a cool weird parallel from the start of the season because if you guys remember back in the first episode you know danny says why don't we get rid of rob and then ben is and rob are walking down the beach and ben says you know i heard your name and rob's like who said my name and ben's like i i can't tell you and rob and rob's like you know man i can't work with you you're not telling me the answers this is hard and ben's like okay fine it was danny and i feel like this is a weird parallel I, again jordan i wouldn't say this was like an archetype or whatever but i do think it was a cool you know flip because now we're seeing ben go to adam and saying who's saying my name and adam's like i can't tell you and ben's like well now i can't work with you so it felt like kind of like seeing rob in that one moment i agree with you there what, what do you guys think of uh their fight during tribal during tribal oh, council ama amazing it's the thing that made it funny was that they're arguing across tribal and everyone else is having their small whispers yep. and then they're just yelling back and forth yeah going into tribal i honestly had no idea who it was going to be and then it obviously became a little bit more clear once Tribal went on. And you, I, Ryan, you texted me. You're like, it's got to be Nick, Adam, or Sarah, right? And we're like, I like, I guess those were the three names that were thrown out the most. Like, that would make sense. And then once the whispering started, I was like, oh, God. Now, I'm not even sure. Maybe they changed the – maybe they were supposed to put more on Nick than Adam, and they might have flipped it to more on Adam than Nick um, just because of the conversations and stuff that Adam was saying. I'm not really sure. Or they could have just reaffirmed that everything was solid with an Adam vote. Um, and then we were, we all had the moment that we were waiting for all episode where Adam kind of knew he was getting voted out because they had that moment, um, where Adam was like, anybody want to talk? And like, nobody said anything. And then they started voting. So I was like, up, oh, like, it's gotta be Adam now. And I'm sure he knew that. So he gets up right after the votes are, are casted and he tries to put <laughs> what, what a scene that was. It was like at first episode, he couldn't get the, get the fire into the hole. And and this episode, he's trying to yank the floor de lis, as people would say. Uh, the saint symbol. The saint symbol. Yeah, but he's trying to yank that out and say it's an idol. And the way Propes looked at him, it was like, like, what are you doing? Like, and everyone was looking at him. That what, what an all time great moment, even though it wasn't actually an idol. Yeah, I, I had two flashbacks go through my mind in this exact moment. I thought of Survivor China, where you know James pulls that square idol off of the gate. And it says like this is an idol, and then Jamie does the same thing, and it's just a blank slate. And Jeff's like, "This is this is not an idol," and throws it in the fire. I thought of that, and then I thought of back in Ben's season, uh, Heroes, Healers, Hustlers, where Devin gets given this thing, and he's like, "This is not an advantage," and Jeff's like, "Yeah, this is not an idol." So great entertainment, so funny. Um, no, that was just great. And Adam and Adam goes home. Um, seems like from episode one, we've been waiting for the episode that this finally happened. Cause he seems like the, I mean, the entire season he's been on uh, his, his ass has been on the line the entire time. Um, each week, it seems like there's a possibility. Adam has been, Adam's going to be voted out. 
Adam's going to be voted out and he's just staying alive, staying alive, staying alive. And then finally tonight, they were just like, all right, we're not going to let Adam screw up one of our games from here on out. Yeah, I, it's funny because I feel like I saw it both ways. I, I, I saw Adam going out soon, Dylan. But on, in the other hand, I kind of saw Adam also being a potential final three jury goat. Because um, I, I think if Adam's up there with Denise or Sophie or Jeremy or uh, Tyson, he he doesn't win. So I feel like I could have seen him taken to the end. But it also feels like this is the right time to get rid of Adam because you can't really work with him if he's being this sporadic. And you kind of need, and like Tyson said, you need to work with people who are stable, people who you can, you know, rely on. It's not the, it's not the steady calculated players you need to watch out for. It's the loose non-strategic players to watch out for, because you don't know where they're going to go on the game board. If you know where they're going to go, you can kind of work around them or work with them. If you don't know where they're going, you can't play that game. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. And before we get to questions from the people watching right now, what are, both of your predictions going forward. Hef, you could go first here. So I'll make two predictions here. I'll predict who gets voted out next episode and who will win. Kim is going to go home next episode. I said it I said <laughs> it for this one. She, she got lucky and won immunity, but lucky. she got lucky. What? Um, if she didn't, if she didn't win, she would have gone home. She's going home next episode. Now her, the, the target on her back has increased exponentially. Mark my words. And who's going to win? I do want to talk about this later because I saw that Annie wrote it in the chat. I don't think Tony's going to win. I think he will make it to the end, but I think that he's not playing a strong enough game to win. My winner is going to be. I'm thinking about it on the spot. I'll say I'll say Denise. I don't see her going home anytime soon. What about you, Ryan? Okay, Hef's just gonna keep saying you know Kim every week until um, Kim goes home, and you know what? It, it, it'll work. It'll work. But um, not, no, only, not think, only not only Kim, Kim with an idol in her pocket going home. No, there's no way Kim's gonna go home with it in her pocket. There's, yeah, there's there's, there's no, no way. way that's happening. I agree. Um, I guess to you know echo what Hef said in terms of who will go home next and who will win. I guess it's still tough this point in the season to see what's going to happen. I mean, after tonight, we don't know what's going to happen. I do think one thing that could happen is we've been seeing it now a little bit each week that Sarah and Sophie came into the merge with no targets. And every week we're seeing someone say, what about Sophie? What about Sarah? I think it could come to a head next week. I don't want it to happen, but I think we could lose Sophie or Sarah next week. Um, I'm not sure who, which one it would be, but that's why I think that's where the edit's going. And that's also where we've been seeing every week. Also, we can't forget Sophie wins another challenge, another puzzle. Sophie is the beast of the season with these puzzles. Um, and then for who's going to win, Tyler actually said it in chat earlier. Um, I don't want to jinx it because I love the guy, but I could see a Tony win. I never thought Tony could do it, but I can see it. Especially Hef, t t tonight, you were saying last night, he was not playing a winning game yet. What tonight, did he do? What? What did he do? Tonight, we see that he says going into commercial break, you know what? If these big targets go after another again and again, the hyenas will take over. And he's like, you know what? I think we need to take out a hyena. Granted, we know that the whole alliance works together to split the vote. So you can't give Tony all the credit, of course. But Tony's the one that is saying this is where the narrative's going and this is where it went. I think a big thing is not only are you making the move, but are you currently in the car that's going the right direction? Like Jeremy said, like in the passenger seat but not driving but telling them where to drive 
Tony knows where the narrative is going and he's going with it. And I think that's because he's so under the radar, but he's doing well position wise. I think that's why he could win. I think Denise can win too, honestly. That was a really funny comment from Annie. Um, so like for your take on Tony, sure, he had the best sound bite that was able to narrate what's going on, but what what distinguished him other than that one confessional from Kim, from Jeremy, from even Nick, who was instrumental in making that vote, from Sophie, from Sarah? How what did he do differently than all those people? And some of whom I already mentioned have some bullets on their resume that he doesn't have. Um, Dylan, you, you want to take this, or you want yeah, me to? Yeah, so I'm actually on the same page as Ryan here. And before I answer Hef's question, um, just to throw some stuff out here, I would say that my pick to win is either Sophie or Tony. Um, but I do think that Sophie is going to be targeted very soon because she is a power duo with Sarah right now. So I think she could be a unexpected boot and we're kind of predicting it. So I don't want to say unexpected, but like unexpected boot going home soon. Now to answer Hef's question, I don't think that this was solely Tony's move. Obviously Tyson was the one who said, let's get out. Let's turn the vote on Adam, but he is, he is positioned well in this Alliance. And and obviously, like like we said last night, the game is not ending today. It's ending in a few weeks. So I think that, and we even saw in the, and obviously, like this is probably not going to happen. And I don't, I don't, probably not going to happen next week. But you never know. We saw Tony potentially throwing some names out to blindside people in the in the preview. So I think that when it's all said and done, Tony will have a big name or two to his name if he were to make the end. Um, so I don't think Tony's going to go if Tony makes the end. I think that he's going to have to vote out probably either Tyson or Jeremy or have some kind of big move that gets out a big threat. Um, I don't think he's just going to like coast there. Like he's kind of, but as Ryan said, he's in a pretty strong Alliance right now. At some point he's going to be able to ride that Alliance to the final five and, and possibly make it to the, make it to the end. He's, he doesn't have to make, or it doesn't, it seems like it so far. He doesn't have to make any big, enormous moves. In order, in order to advance in the game, he's he's flying so low under the radar that no one's bringing him up because one, he's in a majority alliance, and two, he's not playing a strong enough game right now to make him a threat. But yeah. well, but I think I think his strong game is flying under the radar. That's the way he has to play. And we spoke about this last night. And I also want to say that, like, let's. So first of all, regardless of how under the radar Tony's playing, regardless of him not making a big flashy move. I guarantee you that still everyone's sitting there and nobody wants to go to the end with Tony for sure. He's extremely likable guy. People will vote for him to win this game, especially with the target he had coming back. Big players like Rob and Poverty and who are sitting over there and Yule who know that they had huge targets on their back coming in are going to respect the lot that he got to the end. That being said, um, like I said, nobody's going to want to sit next to Tony in the end, I don't think. So I think that there is going to be a point where Tyson or Jeremy or somebody maybe even Sarah or Sophie is going to say, we have to get Tony out. And that's when Tony's going to have to make his big move. And if he does survive, whenever that happens, then I think he has a good shot. All right. Let's talk about this. Could you say that he's playing one of the, one of the three worst games up until this point? No. Tony the season. No. Yeah. He, he hasn't been in the bottom at all. He hasn't made any big moves. Um, Nick's playing from the bottom. So I would give him, I would give him the nod. Denise has made a big move. Jeremy's won and an individual immunity. Kim has won an individual immunity. Sophie found an idol and has made a couple big moves. Um, so what, what's Tony done so far? 
So wait, wait, so what's the exact question? What has Tony done so far? Has Tony played a one of the two worst games up no, until this point? Absolutely not. No, Tony is playing the game he needs to play. Is Tony playing an exciting game? Is Tony playing a Tony game? No, but I don't think he has to. The game is not going to end tomorrow. We're on day 24 or 23, as Jeff said. We have 10 people left. Tony still has plenty of time to find an idol, to make a move. If Tony, like, listen, we saw what happened when Tony jumped into the spy shack for even a few hours. They were like, oh, where's Tony? Can we really work with him anymore? I'm not sure. The minute Tony starts acting like Tony, he's going to be in trouble. I think Tony is not playing one of the worst two uh, games right now, like you're saying. I think because he is laying low, he doesn't need to make these moves right now. He has time to do that. I actually think people that are not playing a good game are people whose names keep getting brought up and people who, you know, aren't going to have any social capital. I know Russell said last night he was liking Adam. He was, you know, thinking Nick or whatever. Nick and Adam are playing, I think, the two worst games this season because your name, if your name keeps getting brought up, you're not positioned well. Those who are positioned well are going to keep having their names being brought up. Even when Tony won his season, you know, Tony's name wasn't brought up all the time either. So... I think Tony's yeah, but he was making moves that season. If Nick, if Nick is next to Tony, and Nick has been playing at the bottom for who knows how long, who are you voting for? Who's the jury Tony. voting for? Nick. Tony. No, no, get out Nick. of here. No, because Tony, if your name is not being brought up and you haven't gotten a single vote yet, you're doing something right socially and strategically. The fact that Nick is being voted for every tribal, the fact that he is said in confessionals to be popping into people's conversations is kind of like a goofy edit, and that tells me. Nick is not playing a game that the winners can respect. I think Tony, the best thing he can do is what Tyler said he, Tony did in the premiere, where he's going to play low, not idle hunt, not play big. He's going to lower their shields. And then once they're not threatened by him, he's going to strike. I think Tony's waiting for the final five, six, or seven, and then he's going to take this game by storm. I think the best thing he can do right now is to lay low. All right. Well, I don't want to go too much into this, even though we would probably already have but I, I cannot it. wait until he is in that final tribal council and doesn't get one vote because he is sitting well, next to players that, that actually need big moves. That is not going to happen. Okay, so yes, we're going to move on, but just for me to respond to Hef, Hef, you're completely looking looking past social game, I think. And we've seen so many players not play a flash. Give me a break. And win. Look at Tommy last season. Was he playing in winners at war? Do you not understand? Do you not understand that when you're playing with 19 other threats? Sure, he might be one of the bigger threats among these threats, but at some point you're playing with such animals that they're all making big moves, and he's falling behind in that aspect. He's he's gonna have to do it at some point. Let's see if he does it when there are five, six, or seven left. But until this point, when you sit when he's sitting with a bunch of people who already have one big resume bullet, he's not gonna be able to win. Right, so I'm saying also there's no way he does get to the end without making that big move. So like I said, we'll see if he does. Uh, I My bet is that if he goes to the, fi to the final three, he is going to make that big move. So we'll see when that happens, but let's move on to questions for the audience. I would love to hear questions. I was going to talk about the Chinese takeout. I don't think that's a good reward. No, it's – no, listen. We, we are in the era of Survivor where the rewards are Chinese takeout and Applebee's and – crappy looking Fijian pizza no back in the day they would give these people outback steakhouse for reward no this is not old school survivor i mean chinese takeout 
might be a little bit above Applebee's for me in terms of what I want as a reward. Oh, I have no problem. I have no problem with Applebee's because you can get like a burger or something. I was going to comment on one of the main staples of Chinese food being rice. And my second thing is that like, it's it's pretty salty. I feel like you wouldn't want that on Survivor. Yeah, it's not it's not 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 a great reward. How much does how much does uh, Outback Steakhouse pay for the sponsorship? Well, they're not paying for it anymore. But well, I mean, when they did a lot, but oh, we, have, lot, yeah. we we have a question here. Okay, from Annie, who was on la- who was on uh last week. Okay, um, thoughts on being featured on Russell's pod. So yeah, to give everyone an update on that situation, um. We have um, the ultimate survivor bracket still running. Uh, the first quadrant vote was today in the round of 32. Um, go vote on that. And excited to keep that going moving forward. Yeah, no, it's been fun. It's been fun getting to interact with everyone on Twitter, hearing people's thoughts about who should move on between you know a winner and a non-winner, two great winners, an old school and a new school. It's just great for discussion. Great for Russell, you know, working with us and helping us out. It's been a really great project for sure. I want to acknowledge one of the other questions in here that I saw earlier. Um, is the orb being purposely hidden from the camera? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So for everybody wondering what the orb is, last night on when we were on the Russell Hand show last night, there was a object in the background of my screen that looked like it was glowing. Because, Can we you know, see it right now? On the screen, it was glowing. It turns out that it's glowing once again. So the orb. Can we see it? We're turning it. There it is. The orb. All right. The orb is um, do we have? Do we have any more questions? Well, actually, I do have something. While we were waiting for more questions to come in, a couple people said this earlier. I believe it was Annie and it may have been Andrew or it may have been Colin. Two people said back to back earlier. Do we think that this episode was kind of like a foreshadowing of Ben having a blow up or Ben, you know, having another argument or going home some, in something crazy going forward? So do we think that, um, you know, this was a sign that Ben is going to go out in a big blowout or is this we're seeing a new Ben? Like what, what, what was this showing us in terms of Ben, guys? I don't think it's anything. I don't think it's anything new, honestly. he's He's been crazy the whole season and... He was crazy in his own season, so I don't. I don't think he's necessarily due for a blow up, but I can. At that like at the same time, I can easily see him going off the wire anytime. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Ben's gonna end up being taken to the ends. Just my prediction. Yeah. Um, so I, I just I just don't think that he has a chance to win this game unless he pulls a few big moves in the next few weeks. And we've seen the edit where things are changing rapidly. Um, but. Um, yeah, I I think Ben's gonna be taken to the end. I don't think it means anything going forward for his edit. Yeah, I think that Ben or Ben or Adam was gonna be the goat this season, kind of like last season where we had either Nora or Karishma who was gonna be the goat. Then it seems like now that Adam's out, Ben will likely be taken to the end because I feel like we just even tonight, other than the argument, we didn't see Ben all the way until the end of the episode. Ben had a pretty quiet night until that point. And I feel like that's what we're seeing from them. Ben's playing a very low key game. You know, Ben in his first season is all about finding idols and the Ben bombs and the like the at tribal. And he's a lot more low key this season. So I feel like that's what we're seeing from Ben is that we're not seeing a lot of him. Um, but no, I mean, I think that to Hef's point in terms of who's playing a strong game, who's playing a bad game, it's so hard to tell who's playing the best game right now because there's so many different variables. But 
you know, I think if your name is being brought up, you're not playing a good game. I think if you're not being seen at all in the edits, you're probably not going to win. So I feel like if you factor those all together, you can kind of narrow down the pool of who's going to um, go far. But we do have another question from Annie coming in. So are we going to be on the Russell Hans show regularly until the bracket is done? Yes, we are after every round. And that is how I want to wrap up this show. Um, yes, we will be on with Russell once the second round concludes, once the Sweet 16 uh, concludes, once the Elite Eight concludes. So we're going to keep appearing. Um, we tried to get Coach to call in last night to discuss <laughs> his matchup versus Russell. It didn't work out, but Russell said that he's going to call Coach again next time. He's going to try it. Oh, we have, we have one last question here. We'll answer it from Dylan. Do you think that this is the start of something from Kim? They gave her a better edit. And she was shown at the end saying she wants to make a big move. Thoughts? I think so. I think that people keep saying that to see Kim Spradlin, one of the most celebrated dominant players of her season, she's been kind of quiet. I think this is where we're going to see Kim really take it up a notch. She's been quiet for most of the game. She only was really in trouble, you guys, when the Poker Alliance was first targeted back in the pre-merge. That was the only time her name was written down. Otherwise, Kim has been coasting pretty well i think kim could do really really well moving forward again we're seeing in the edit not in the edit in the uh, preview for next week that she might make a big move or go home i'm not sure what that means but i think we're going to see kim really elevate her game here for sure i have three comments one i don't like knowing the previews for the next episode sorry but that segues into comment number two she will be going home next week uh, <laughs> um so I don't think it's a start of something new, unfortunately. And three, I want to touch on Tyler's uh, Tyler's question. The final three in order is going to be, who did I say I was going to win? Denise comes in first with the majority of the votes. Um, let's say Nick comes in second with the second most votes. And Tony will be sitting at the final tribal council <laughs> with a goose egg. Wow, we got we got some Tony hate here. Never thought I would see it. But uh, thanks for everybody for listening to tonight's podcast. Um, this will be on all platforms, iTunes, Spotify, right after this. And it will be up on YouTube if you want to go back and rewatch anything. Um, and just remember, you could follow us on Twitter at Soul Survivor Pod. Uh, like this video and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And hopefully we get edits like tonight the rest of the season. Looking forward to it. Got nothing else for you guys.